Hello and welcome on back. I am excited for this episode today. I just finished editing it all and I remember when I finished recording it, I was just like buzzing and I was so excited about our entire chat and I got so much out of it and I've actually been reflecting again and again on this chat with this amazing guest and it's actually helped me make some pretty big life choices, which is what next week's episode is going to be all about. But I just had to listen to it again as I was editing and like so much more clicked. And so I am just encouraging you to really listen in deeply to what our guest Kayla has to say. Um, so Kayla is our guest today. You can find her on Instagram at energetically her. She's also the host of an amazing podcast, energetically her, and she helps merge EFT and energetics with mindset to just give you this unbelievable transformation. And you'll hear even more about it within the entire episode. And I really resonate with Kayla's mission because she helps women who overcome survival mode. And that was 100% me. And I'm like thinking through this right now as I think about the podcast episode I recorded today for next week. Um, and just the stuff I was reflecting on and then re-listening to this episode and how much more um, things have become clear just from this conversation that you are about to have access to. So I hope you get just as much out of it as I did and be sure to go show Kayla some love on Instagram. Again, you can find her at energetically her. I will also have it linked down in the show notes and she is also offering a free masterclass before the new year which is a life audit, which I will be at, and I am hoping to see you there as well. Okay, so get ready for today's Behind the Energy episode with our special guest, Kayla. Welcome to Embracing Your Energy a spiritual podcast for women who are ready to break free from the limits they've set for themselves. I'm Jen Murphy, a life coach, mindfulness expert, and your host. I'm here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. On this podcast, we'll be diving into visualizing your possibilities, reprogramming your subconscious, and manifesting your desires. We'll be discussing practical tips and techniques to help you tap into your intuition, increase your self-worth, and create the life you've always dreamed of. This podcast is for the woman who wants to create a life that aligns with her values, passions, and purpose. So whether you're feeling stuck, lost, or just ready for a change, you're in the right place. Remember, you are worthy, you are capable, and you have the power to manifest your wildest dreams. So get ready to let go of limiting beliefs make some much-needed mindset shifts, and finally manifest abundance and success. Let's start embracing your energy. Hello and welcome on back to Embracing Your Energy. I am super excited today. We have a very special guest, Kayla, coming on. And I met Kayla through one of Sam Samantha Daly's um, 
programs. It was the abundant and ambitious one. And yeah, I feel like I love looking at your profile and everything you put out, especially with EFT, because I didn't necessarily know a lot about EFT until I met Sam and she has some of it within the program. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to get to know your story and more about you and what you do. Do you want to give a little intro on yourself? Yeah, I would love to. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with all the listeners. Uh, So I'm Kayla uh, Langhoff, and I'm an EFT practitioner. And you could also say that I am an energy and mindset coach because I merge the two together. And I am originally from Idaho, and uh, I actually moved to Arizona about a year ago. And I've really just been on this full-on transformational journey Everything that I never thought would happen has happened and vice versa. And I think that being able to share the journeys and like the ups and downs and like the highs and the lows really just helps me connect and be able to share my story because there's been so much that has gone on and it's really shaped me into who I am. And I really embraced all the, the pieces and the parts that have just collectively made me who I am. Oh, I love that. I didn't know you were originally from Idaho. I went to school out in Montana, so I visited Idaho a few times, and I loved it. Oh, cool. I have some family in uh, in Billings. Oh, that's where I, I went remember... to school. Oh, my I'm gosh. Going. That's so funny. I remember taking a trip out there with, like, my grandparents, and uh, they put me on, like, a four-wheeler or a th- was it a three-wheeler? And uh, I flipped it over and I was like six years old and like everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, can I just get some help over here? Oh my <laughs> so I love Montana. The nature is so pretty there. It but, is. Yeah. Oh, I interesting. I feel like I never connect with people from out West. So I love like meeting people again. Um, so yeah, you teach all about energetics and mindset. Um, how did you get into all of that? Did you always, uh, when you became a coach, was it immediately in that or did you kind of like dabble in a few different areas? So I love this question because I don't think my answer is what most people would expect, but I had no idea about anything on the spirituality side. I had no idea on anything about quantum physics, quantum science, uh, different, different realms, different dimensions, all the stuff that people might look at it and be like, that sounds a little woo-woo. And it is because it's not talked about enough. And uh, from a really young age, the only thing that I was obsessed with besides nature and animals was astrology. And I remember going in like into my high school and thinking like, oh my gosh, there's no astrology class. Like, what is this? What kind of high school is this? Like, who are you people? Because it was just so fascinating to me. And uh, I started to learn more through like books and YouTube videos and stuff. But really, I think me being able to surrender the fact that like we don't really know as much as we think we know. And the more closed minded off you are, the more it limits you to expanding and to growing and to having a new identity. Like we're always changing and evolving, but we get to choose at the speed of which we do so. And uh, by me allowing myself to just be like, you know what, it's okay if I don't know everything. And the more I learned through the different resources that I had, I just became obsessed. I became to the point to where I was having so many synchronicities and deja vus and aha moments to where I was just kind of reeled in automatically. And from there, it's just expanded and I just have put more time and energy into it. That's funny. I put more energy into it, but it really has blossomed into something really cool. That is very similar to me when I first got started. I wasn't like too into spirituality. Um, 
And just as I've been progressing, I feel like I've learned more. And when I was younger, I always had a teacher who said, and I never understood it till like a few years ago. It was like one of those quotes that got like stuck in your head, but, and you would say it, but not, it would never resonate. It was like, the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know. And I would always be like, well, no, I know enough. Like I'm good. And like a few years ago, all of a sudden it like clicked. Like as I learn more, I see like so many other doors that I can learn even more from. And just having that choice to choose which door I want to go to next and allowing or like surrendering myself to know I don't have to go through every single door at the exact same time. Like it's okay. It's not a rush um, has been helpful. But so you are into astrology and right before we got started, we talked a little bit about it. And uh, the only astrology, I'm very interested in astrology. Also, I've never heard of a high school offering astrology. Really? Um, I was... Yeah, do, I think they have it now, actually, because I was oh, like, really? what is this? But yeah. That's funny. Um, I feel like depending on where it is, it's probably um, some places have it, but they should. Um, I feel like it's always been intimidating for me to look at it because I'm intimidated just by my own sign. Never mind learning all the signs. So I just like only focus on mine and then move on. But how did you start like going deeper into it? Was it more like the Zodiac signs and horoscopes or like the star? Like where did you, I feel like there's so many pieces. Of there astrology. are, there are so many for sure. It's definitely a tool and it's an avenue that people can use that it's its own standalone, right? It's, it's written in the stars. Literally it's based on, it's based on science. It's based on constellations and how things have happened And it's really interesting how you can trace certain things that have happened in time to the planets, to the constellations of how things are mapped out, how things have shifted in a way that it's so freaky on how spot on it is. But so with astrology, you have like your three, your three main, um, like, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Your big three is what it's called. So your sun sign, which is like, you know, I'm a Sagittarius, so that's my sun sign. And then you have your moon sign, which is your emotions. And so like that part of you resides there. And you have a rising, which is how you showcase your personality to the world. And a lot of times people will resonate more with their rising sign because that is how they feel like they embody themselves the most. And that's how they showcase themselves to the world. So with your big three, Besides that, you have a full house of what you, yeah, it's called a house. And in this, you have different planets that are in different zodiac signs. And each piece, each house has something different. So it'll have like a finance or it'll have a category for like finances or relationships or home. And in there, you actually have, you have this key or this map of how you can make things easier for yourself, what your strengths might be, what your downfalls might might be or what things uh, you struggle with that you don't actually, you know, like or enjoy. It's good to have that awareness and it can save people a lot of time by knowing how are they good at making money? How do they connect with people? How do people see them, you know, out and about in the world and what can they focus on to really project their message and their story? So it's super interesting. There's so much into it and uh, I don't do readings or any of that stuff, but it's been a really cool tool when I was stuck kind of at rock bottom, I was like, who am I? Like, I was so confused on which way was up and which way was down. And it was something that I kind of looked 
into is more of a curiosity. And then from there, it just grew. So a lot of the things that I had no expectations for, like astrology, has become one of my favorite things that I love to to share and talk about because it's just, it's interesting to explore and just see what you find. Yeah. I didn't realize it went into all those like different categories. I just literally have always thought it was like, I'm an Aries and that's it. Like I knew about the big three. Um, I definitely have done a thing to figure out what they are and I don't know them off the top of my head. But I like got them and I was like, okay, well, I don't, I don't know what to do with like the rising or the moon. So I just kind of ignored it. And now it's like somewhere in my head and probably on my computer saved somewhere. Um, But that's interesting, the different ones. So it's not always the sun one that like you resonate with the most. It's not. No. And for me, like, so I'm a Sagittarius, right? They're known for their fieriness, their independence, their spontaneousness, that's not me at all. Like I, (laughs) my rising is a Libra. I'm very like balanced. I like things to be mapped out. I like things to be very aesthetic. I like things to just feel a certain way. I'm all about the feeling. And that is, that is the Libra sign. Like their actual sign is a justice scale of like, they are balanced completely. And so that's how I feel more often. And most of my friends are Libras. (laughs) So I'm like, okay guys, we're all just hanging out over here in this corner. Cause that's who I attract usually as friends or I'll attract other fire signs. So I'm definitely going to look into mine when we get off of this, because there's times that I read like things for Aries and I'm like, that is not me, like not at all. And I'm like, well, it must be, I'm just like not there yet. Like, and then I try to like adjust, but maybe it's because I'm looking at the wrong one. It could be for sure. There's things that I've read that I'm like, I don't, don't feel like this is right for me. There's an, uh, there's a free app called CoStar and I love that. That's what I recommend for everyone. But you plug in like your uh, information and it'll give you like daily updates. If someone is curious on like what their horoscope is, it'll actually tell you like what you what your do's and don'ts are for the day. And of course, you can take it with a grain of salt, right? Nothing has to control anyone's free will or their freedom or what they believe in. Um, but it's really interesting and it breaks down actually like your houses and what it means for you and things like that. And so it's a fun tool that I like people to, to try and see what they think about it. Oh, I'm definitely going to try it. CoStar, you said? Yeah. CoStar. So it's C-O dash star. So, okay. Yeah. I'll definitely try that and I'll link it in the show notes for anyone listening that wants to (laughs) figure it out too. Um, so You said you don't do readings though with clients, but do you use astrology within it or do you kind of like morph into something else? So I've been working on a masterclass that I'm going to have at the end of the year, and it's going to be a deep dive into my life audit is what I call it, because there was a time in my life where I was so confused, so stuck. I didn't like anything. I didn't like myself. I was at the, it was the epitome of like rock bottom of like, I don't know how it could get worse besides me not having a place to stay or, you know, not having food to eat. Like everything else was crashing and burning. And with that, I decided to sit myself down and write out everything. I was like, okay, what what categories are not working? Like what is actually going on here? Because I have a really high awareness and perspective But when you're so overstimulated, it's really hard to actually focus. You're being pulled in different directions. You know, you're getting off task easier. And then it's even adding more to your list of things that are half done, which is adding more confusion and more frustration. And so with the life audit, one of the things that I really decided to look at 
was astrology and was like, okay, how can I learn more about me? Because it's more than just one sign of when I was born. It's so much more than that. And to be able to have something to look at, like a resource in that direction was really helpful. So I don't do readings because I'm not like an astrologer. And there are some people online that I love that um, we could recommend for people in the audience that only do that. And uh, I love to be someone who really is really great at one thing and masters that. And so I would do a thousand things if, you know, if I could, and maybe at some point I'll integrate that. But for now, it's just going to be part of that masterclass and what I'm going to offer for that service specifically, just for that when people are kind of at that place of that fork in the road and they're not sure how to go forward or if they want to make a new, a whole new path for themselves. I love the idea of that masterclass. So you're doing it before the new year or like right after? It's going to be right before. Right before. I feel like that's like, I love that idea because I I feel like I do something similar, like at the end of the year, just kind of like reflecting and then looking forward. But I like the idea of like a life audit. Do you use like the wheel of life or do you have like different categories? So it's a framework that I created specifically based off of what I did for myself. Um, So it's not like anything else probably anywhere because it's from my brain. (laughs) But uh, I've had a few friends do it and they're like, this is genius. And I'm like, I know I'm going to be able to share it with more people by having a a class and having it be recorded. So I'm excited for that. Oh, that will be great. Because I feel like sometimes when you're setting up for the new year, at least for me, you make the vision board, but it's kind of like all over the place. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that looks good. That looks good. Um, And it's not necessarily like looking at what I've done or accomplished or where I want to go. It's just like, Ooh, like it turns into more of like an arts and crafts again, at least for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I've gotten better at it over the last few years, but I used to be like fully against them because I thought it was just an arts and crafts time of like, this looks nice. Um, but I feel like auditing like your life would really help like see where you want to go and then lay it out. And I like the idea of using the astrology with it to like know like you were saying how you know like what you're good at what you're not like based off of the stars and everything so I feel like that would be very helpful yeah it totally is it can really help someone save years of time of spinning their wheels of trying 50 things and having nothing pan out how they thought it would be and astrology is just one of the tools that I actually did for that um human design is another one but there's about five or six that I'm like everyone needs to have these and if they want to use it or not cool but I need to let them know about it so that way they have that choice of like how they want to you know move forward with them because they're so helpful thinking of someone who is brand new to human design how would you kind of explain it to them or the different types. Cause I, I like, even me, I don't know all the different types. I'm pretty positive. I'm a manifesting generator, like 99% positive. I, if I'm remembering correctly, I did this with autumn who was a guest on the podcast as well. I'm pretty positive. I'm manifesting. Gener- it was two words and I know generator was in it and that's the only one clicking in my head. <laughs> Yeah, I could totally see you as a manifesting generator. So human design is a combination of astrology, the Kabbalah, like Vedic uh, philosophies, and it divides your personality into like four sections, um, four main sections. And it's all about how you exchange energy and how you project yourself into the world. So there's different categories like reflectors, generators, manifesting generators, um, and 
with that, each category obviously is different. Each one is either more unique or more common for people. And in this, it showcases like your gifts and it showcases how you make decisions. So for me personally, I make decisions best with my sacral chakra, which is like your um, chakra in your abdomen. And it's basically anyone who gets like that gut feeling, like just that urge of a full body yes or a full body no. It's pretty black and white if you have that authority of how you make decisions. Or it could be if you're really tapped into listening to like your intuition and your guidance and stuff. Uh, and it shows people how how they operate, how they think, what their strengths are. Um, what things that they could be mindful of that they might struggle with in the future. And it's really interesting. On the app itself, I know that the creator of Human Design made a book, but in the app, this is another tool that I love, but it breaks everything down and it's so easy to understand. There's a way on there that it can just read it off for you. So you don't even have to read it yourself. It'll just play with the creator's voice. There's meditations on there. There's a lot of cool stuff. And there's also a way you can add your friends to like on CoStar even to where you can see what how your friends are doing that day or like how your friendship is or how your relationship is. And it's just really interesting to, um, to use. And the app I believe is free or if you want all the features, it's like five bucks a month. And uh, it would save people a lot of time. I know it saved me probably years of just not really knowing, like, how do I make decisions? Like, why are things, why is this so difficult for me? Or why am I feel like I, I don't understand this thing? It kind of just lays it all out there. Like this, you're very unique. This is how you are. This is how you breathe, think, eat, and how you would just feel your best and how you would thrive in your life. Oh, yeah. I feel like I have to look back into mine. I remember I watched, um, I don't know if it was by the same, I think it might've been, I think it was just like human design like that website. Um, but she had like a video for after you finished of exact, like you had to pay for it if you wanted like the whole video. And I did that and I'll have to rewatch it. Cause I, again, know like what I am, but I don't necessarily use it to help me. And I feel like it'd be very helpful to do that. It's a really cool tool that I think anyone could check out just to see how they think about it and what they feel and they can pick and choose what they, what they want to use. Okay. So you are into astrology and human design, and then you also do EFT. So do you want to touch a bit on EFT? Cause I know when I first heard EFT, I never understood what people were saying with just the initials. I was just like, what are you doing? And then someone was like, oh, you start like tapping. And I was just like, I'm not understanding um, like the background of it at first. Like I get it now, but I remember when I was first introduced, I was like, I'm just like tap it. Like, what is this doing to me? Um, so if you want to talk a bit about that. Yeah, of course. And I was the same way when I saw it. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a great sport, but what are we doing here? What is this? So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, and it works with the electricity and energy in your body and in your nervous system to rewire, regulate, refresh, dissolve, you know, blockages, and it can do so much. You can think of it like acupuncture, but minus the needles. Uh, So no pain involved, no downtime, no symptoms or side effects. The most common things I see with clients is they'll be yawning a lot or someone will be crying and they're like, I haven't cried in five years. And I'm like, well, that's a whole nother thing we got to 
you know, we got to focus on because that's bad. Uh, well, it's not bad, but it's um, crying is normal. You know, like that's how we release stuff. So, but a lot of just yawning and, uh, or they'll get like full body chills. They'll have this rush of energy afterward. Sometimes they'll feel really drained because they just processed so much trauma and things getting off their plate. And, um, you know, their nervous system is like, you know, kind of regulating itself. And so that's pretty common too. It just depends on what you're tapping for. Uh, and this could be so many things from releasing trauma to healing limited beliefs, uh, you could also do tapping for like more abundance and confidence. It's really, it's going past the security of what I like to call your conscious mind because your conscious mind only makes 5% of your actual decisions and how you feel. So it goes past the security guard and it opens those golden gates to your subconscious, which is the 95% of how you do what you do, how you feel, how you feel, how you talk to yourself, how you think about yourself, how you think about anything. That is, those golden gates holds so much information. And the only way we can actually give you lasting results and lasting change is if we go in there and we pick out what evidence does not serve you any longer and we rewrite those stories on an atomic microscopic level, which is why it's called EFT. And so it was super cool. It was developed in like the 1980s and uh, it was originally created for phobias. Um, which is super neat. And so you can do it for so many things from like PTSD, depression, anxiety, the list goes on and on. And uh, it overall just is a tool that I love because you can do it anywhere. It doesn't hurt, right? You can do it for five minutes, 30 minutes if you want to. And the results are instant. Like nothing really can give you that gratification. Like therapy can't really do that for you. There's a lot of modalities that are awesome, but they cannot give you the fast results that EFT can. So when you do it, um, is it the same tapping motion? Like I know the ones I've done are from Sam and it's always, at least with her, the same like areas. Is it the same every single time? So there's not, uh, it's not the oh. same thing every single time. There is different algorithms that have been created for certain things. So for PTSD and depression and anxiety, those are different than just regular tapping sessions or tapping uh, spots. Uh, the format and the sequence is different. I'm not going to have you, you know, tap some, like tap the bottom of your foot or something that's not actually applicable. Um, but yeah, they're all a little bit different. And the reason why I you know, showcase the different options is because it's not one size fits all. And how I work with clients is that we actually personalize each individual call to what, what the root is. And that's why they're able to have that instant gratification and really collapse time and what you could do in 20 therapy sessions you just did in 30 minutes. Yeah, no, it's insane. Like how fast it works, at least the ones I've done. Um, and every time, like afterwards, it feels like I'm in like a completely different body. Like I don't know how to necessarily explain it, but just like the flowing of even like my bloodstream and the energy within me just feels like so much cleaner. I I feel like I don't have the correct words to explain this, but I can like visualize it in my body and it's just a completely different feeling. Um so when you said everyone you kind of do different things with, like you make an individualized plan with them, do you tap alongside them? 
Like, or are you just guiding them for what they tap on their I body? I do, actually. I do it with them. And some practitioners don't do that. And I'm like, no, we're going to roll up our sleeves and we're going to jump in this together. And uh, I think that it makes it just feel more at home. You feel safe and you're like, okay, good. Like I can air out all my, I can dump out all my dirty laundry with Kayla. I can share all the secrets or, you know, whatever has been eating away at me behind the scenes and she's got me. And uh, so I like to just... I don't mind to um, to go the extra mile and to be able to guide. And I think also, too, with them being virtual, it's easier to follow me than to think about where are you tapping next? You know, they just have to look at me and follow along. And I think that it just makes it more like they can relax, they can drop their shoulders and just kind of just um, have like a little backseat moment while we while we do the healing Oh, I love that. Definitely seeing, at least for me, seeing someone do it as well. How like so I'm not necessarily only focusing on what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's more so allowing me to like relax and actually do the inner work that we are trying to do. So I feel like that would be helpful. Um, so I used to be a teacher in the classroom for special ed with uh, students with emotional and behavioral disorders that suffered from significant trauma. And one of the main reasons I left is because I did not have good boundaries <laughs> and like energetic boundaries. Let me clarify that. But basically I took on like all their trauma and got like secondhand trauma as they would like spill to me everything happening. So I'm curious how you set up boundaries. I feel like if I went back in the classroom right now, I'd be a lot better at it. But coming like fresh out of the classroom, I was just like, oh, I can't believe that's happening to you. Like there's no training of like how to protect my own energy. And I just took it all on and hated like the world. I was like, how can the world do this to people? Um, So as a coach yourself, especially going in with people's traumas like that, How do you set up some boundaries so when you finish the session, you don't necessarily feel drained to the point of like you now have the trauma that they had? Yeah, that's a great question. I love that you asked this because um, the question I get asked a lot is how do you protect your energy? Why do I feel so drained around people? And uh, it's really common. So after my sessions, I will say that I actually have more energy And by the end of the day, I'm like, am I going to go to bed? Uh, Like, for example, last night I did some tapping after dinner and I was in the mood to work out at 830 when I'm normally asleep by nine o'clock. And I was like, "Okay, that's fine. We'll just it is what it is. So with boundaries, I think that it's really important to assess how you feel when you're neutral. If you were not in the environment or around the people that do tend to drain you or you have noticed a difference of how you feel before and after and it's a negative difference, how do you feel when you're neutral and what is around you when you're neutral? Are you outside when you're neutral? Are you by yourself when you're neutral? Because that is a really good indicator of how you reset. And reset and recharge is two different things. I know people use them interchangeably and it's not the same thing at all. Um, resetting is resting. Resetting is being able to be neutral, like a thousand percent. It's not being at a high frequency even. It's just being yourself and how you feel on your baseline of just your everyday, everyday feeling. And once you know that, you can use that. So if it is like alone time or if it is being outside, making sure that you allocate time for those things, those activities, 
intermittently of you being around something that has been known to drain you or has been known to upset you or trigger you in a certain way because you're going to feel more grounded and you're going to be more neutral and it's not going to throw you off your rocker so far like it has in the past. And then with that, with boundaries, um, what I do for work, I love. I could do this all day, every day, like team no sleep. That could be me if I if I wanted to do that because I really enjoy what I'm doing and I'm really been focusing on mastering my craft and being able to help people as much as I can. And with that, I know that I'm helping them. And so it's also a mindset thing of knowing that your energy is protected if you believe your energy is protected. You're okay to be around a whole school of people or a whole you know, crowd of people if you know that you put yourself in a bubble before you left the house. If you know that, you know, your aura is rock solid and sealed and nothing's going to get in unless you allow it to get in uh, and being able to care so deeply about what you're doing or who you're around or what you're focusing on, but also have the, the self-love to be able to disconnect and to detach when you need to. And it doesn't mean that you can't um, be good at something and also not have it be like, you know, sucking the life out of you. Because I see people do that. And um, there is a way that you can balance it all. So with energy, it's really important to cleanse your auras and cleanse your space. I love to use Palo Santo. It's just, um, it's a type of wood and uh, I'll light that. They also make it in a spray too, if anyone's curious. I'm not the biggest fan of sage because of the smell. I just don't particularly like it. And it also makes my dogs sneeze. So we're not a big fan of that in my house. But uh, whatever makes you feel good, it doesn't need to be super spiritual. It doesn't need to be super woo-woo. I mean, those things work better if you ask me, but it's what makes you feel good. And um, I think that when we care so much, it's really easy to drop our boundaries because we're like, oh my gosh, like this is family or look at these children, like look at how much they need me. And they do, but they need you to be your best. They need you to have a full cup. Otherwise, you can't pour into them. You can't actually help and show them how you want to show up. And so putting yourself first, I think is really important. Yeah, that was one of those sayings that I never fully understood, but would literally train other teachers to do. I'm like, you can't help the kids unless like you are like full and helping yourself. Um, Meanwhile, I was just like pouring from a completely empty cup at that time. Um, And that was when I decided I got into doing um, yoga teacher training for my students, actually. Um, It was like directed for students with a trauma background, but it ended up like morphing me completely into going on my own healing journey. And that was really when I stepped out of the classroom and I told myself I could go back if I wanted to once I like fully like recharged. I felt like my battery was completely empty. Um, And now I'm at the point I'm like on the fence on if I want to go back in because I did love the students. Um, So I'm like contemplating going into sub like one day a week or something just so I can like have that piece of like being filled back up by the students energy. But I do have like a little bit nervous. I'm like, oh, what if my energy just goes down? I think that's just like some mindset stuff I have to work through on my own. But yeah, I think figuring out, I liked how you said find your neutral state 
because what I did a lot was just like look online and what was working for other people and kind of going back into like human design and astrology, what was working for them may not have been necessarily like good for me. And I would just be like, oh, it doesn't work. Like nothing at all is working. So finding someone who can help you figure out your own personalized plan to like look at your own energy and figure out your space and how to cleanse it. I also am not a huge fan of sage. I do have some sage, but I more so use it if I'm outside. It's like the scent is too strong for me if I'm inside, even with windows open. Um, And I just saw a TikTok the other day. They took the Palo Santo and they kind of stacked them in like a square and put a tea light candle underneath instead of just like burning it on top. And I've been doing that recently and it's been nice. That's like cool. I like that. Good old TikTok for the ideas and stuff. That's, that is cool. I know. Cause sometimes I feel like I light it and I feel like I have to like stay holding it until it like, I get like too nervous. I'm going to like catch the house on fire. Do you have one of the holders? No. Oh, I should. I just like try to stack it. Oh my gosh! Lean it against something, and then I'm like, the house is gonna burn down. (laughs) That's funny. Um, there is like a little. Well, it's not. I don't think you could. Well, maybe you could use it to stack. But there is like a little holder that I have where, and then I just like walk around my house with it. But people need to remember to open their windows when they cleanse. If you're not, you're just like stirring all that stuff up. Um, and it's even been proven like through, um, Joe Dispenza and stuff, like a lot of like quantum science that everything has energy in it. And so if you are in a space that you have felt anxious or you felt really low and depressed, or you've had dark thoughts, or you have been struggling, maybe you work from home and you've been struggling like with your creativity or just something feels off. Maybe you're having even physical symptoms of like pain or different body aches and stuff. And you, you really can't pinpoint where it's coming from. I promise you it's probably the energy and the best thing to do is just like clean, cleanse your space and, and, you know, get rid of what doesn't serve you in there. 100% and definitely open windows or doors like, so it can go out. Um, and yeah, I feel like how we were saying earlier with EFT tapping, even just cleansing my space, it feels so much lighter afterwards. Um, especially like right now. So I'm in Massachusetts and it's like chilly out. And so when I came back from Aruba, I wanted to like cleanse my space because it just felt like stuffy being like closed up for two weeks. Um, So I like opened all the windows and like cleansed and it just felt like a completely new space all over again. Um, And yeah, I love doing all of those. And I know there are like certain rituals some people do. Um, I do more so just like cleansing it with what I feel needs to happen. Do you do any specific rituals or are you just kind of like where you feel? Um, I don't do anything specific besides I will say out loud um, what I'm calling in or what I'm letting go, but I always do it in a loving way. I think some people online, I've seen them where they're like, telling whatever is there to, to get out and all this stuff. And you, you can do that. <laughs> but, uh, I think that you get further with love than you get with fear. And, um, you're always in control of how you feel regardless. Like nothing can, nothing actually makes you feel anything. We choose how to respond to whatever the stimulus was. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and I think just like putting out the love of it 
is like if if someone was in the room that you didn't want and you were screaming at them to get out, like some of those things, I feel like they put up almost more of a fight to like stay a little bit longer or like a little piece of it in. Whereas if you're just like, okay, like it's time for you to go. Like, um, I don't know, personally, I just feel like it helps smooth out more of the energy. Yeah, it does. And it keeps it to where you don't, you know, you don't feel like unsafe in your space too, because you never want to feel like that or in your body. Yeah. Um, So with your coaching, do you mainly focus just on like all of life coaching or is it just more of mindset coaching? Like where do you kind of, or like the trauma, I know we talked a bit with the EFT and the trauma, like where do you kind of specialize in that you help uh, people with? Yeah. Uh, so I specialize with helping women. The The phrase I like to use is I take you and I help you transform from surviving to thriving. So that. women that are in survival mode, they have a dysregulated nervous system, which really controls so much. And we don't even realize that until you actually like start Googling it and look it up. But you couldn't even blink one of your eyes without your nervous system. It controls so much in your body, all of your automated responses, all of your moments when you get triggered or you're annoyed or you're upset at something or you just are feel like you're struggling like against the grain of stuff and things just feel so difficult. A lot of that has to lie within like your nervous system. So to be able to help women get that regulated and also helping them understand like the importance of like clearing energy and what that looks like as far as when it's stored in the body from trauma, from suppressed emotions and from things that have happened. And trauma doesn't necessarily have to mean something on a high level scale like a car accident or a health condition or a situation or an experience. Trauma can also be you know, your parents picking a favorite child and it wasn't you and you felt left out. Trauma could be something that your third grade teacher told you or trauma could be something that a boy wrote on a note to you in high school and it always just like is playing in the back of your head. It can be so many things. It doesn't mean that that has to be this giant, you know, situation. And it also want to normalize too that it takes so much courage to be like, I want to feel better. I actually don't know how to help myself. And I just, I need someone to kind of step in and help me. And that's what I love to do because I just felt so inadequate for a long, a long time, a lot of my life. And I felt really powerless of the things that have happened to me. And when someone doesn't feel like they're in their power, you just kind of want to sit and you want to sulk in those bad feelings because that's really all you've known. That's becomes your normal. And so I love to help women get out of that and break that mold and shatter that ceiling that they put on themselves and step out of that box that holds them where they actually don't want to be, but it's just so familiar that it takes so much more to get out of it and to try something different than it does to stay where you are. And so because they're so drained, it's easier to just keep doing the same things over and over again, even though they're not really working. And uh, so that's what I specialize in. And it really just, if you were to listen to my entire life story, like how long do we have? Like five hours. But so much has happened to where I actually have like 21 years of therapy experience. And I now look back and I realize all the things that have happened I have really given me this gift to be able to help other people and to be able to relate to so much. And uh, I look at it now as a blessing. But before, I always used to be like, why me? Why is this happening? Like, why is life out to get me? It's just how I would feel all the time. 
and uh everything is just done a full a full like change a full spin and uh I'm not even the same person I was like a couple years ago six months ago even the more that I let myself surrender the more transformation that I have and the more clients I'm able to serve and help I love that and I liked a lot how you mentioned trauma isn't necessarily like this huge thing that happened. Um, So like I said, I worked with students with severe trauma, but also some students with more of like a mild trauma. Um, And I have like a whole background with one of my degrees from college about trauma and your nervous system. And it's very interesting to see that different types of trauma, like as a human, we tend to try to rank it like, oh, like a car accident's like this versus someone who was like abused would be up here. But really each trauma can affect the nervous system in the same way. But as a human, we're sometimes like, well, that one's worse when really all of it affects us. Um, so no matter like what you're going through, it is trauma for you. Like don't feel like your <clears throat> yours isn't like big enough to claim it as a traumatic event. Um, Cause I felt some of my students would be like, Oh, like, no, like this happened to me, but this happened to so-and-so. So like they had it way worse. Um, but like you still have stuff that you can be going through and getting help with. Yeah. Um, you never want to diminish your own, what you've gone through in the chance that you're comparing it to someone else. Like someone could go to, uh, someone could come back from a battleground and they could have the same mindset as someone who you know, almost drowned when they were four and now they're afraid of water and someone just pushed them into the pool. It could be the exact same response. Um, and when we look at the person in the pool, we're like, why is she screaming like that? Why is she freaking out? And we look at him and we're like, oh, yeah, like, come here. Like, what do you need? How can I help you? But they both are in dire need. <laughs> like, they both, you know, want to yeah. feel obviously better. So, and. Yeah. So I think that's definitely important to note because when I first started working with trauma, I definitely was on the side like, oh, well, that one has it way worse. Let me help them more. And then as I went deeper into my studies, I realized like the effect on the nervous system. Um, And yeah, (laughs) there's a lot going on with that. But so say someone is like right now realizing that they have experienced trauma or something has happened within their life, what would you recommend like the first tool they do? Like, do you think they should try to sit down and meditate? Like, obviously if you are experiencing anything, definitely reach out um, to someone for support and I'll put some links in the show notes. But if they're like, I want to take control of it and like switch up my mindset Where do you recommend they kind of start with the whole thing? It would depend on what they're feeling called to do. A lot of times your body and your mind will guide you and you're thinking, no, that's not what I want to do or that doesn't logically make sense or we get scared or it's something different and we don't actually want to go after it even though we've had those thoughts rolling in the back of our head. Um, So listening to your body is good. Um, think about, is it therapy that you want to try? Is it EMDR? Do you want to get, do you want to get a journal and see how putting your thoughts out onto paper allows you to release those emotions? Do you want to find, uh, like someone who specializes at EMDR? 
Um, me personally, I have done so many things, um, but one of the best things that I ever did was micro neurofeedback. And uh, it was truly transformational, but it's something that obviously takes a long time. It was like a six month thing. But there's so many options out there. Just because one thing works amazing for your best friend or from, for your family member doesn't mean that it's going to make you feel the exact same way. And so it's okay to let yourself try something new. Uh, I think tapping would be great. And if anyone is listening to this and they're thinking about that uh, that life audit masterclass, that's going to be free. That might be something too to where you can get everything out in a way that actually helps you and uh, diminishes that overwhelm and gives you a good place of where you want to start. It also is formulated in a way that helps pull out the answers that you just kind of avoid, and it can help you get to the solution a lot faster. So there's a lot of things people can do. And also, too, just like building a support system of like having a friend that you can trust, having someone in your life that really just has the utmost love and respect for you and being able to lean on each other when you need that. That's really important, too. Yeah, I always had my students make like toolboxes almost. So we would experiment with each student um, different techniques because like you said, it's different for everyone. And some students really resonated with like writing it all out, whereas other students did better with like verbally being able to speak through it and others did better like drawing. Um, And we had like a lot of other things going on. But giving yourself time to like explore the different options. And like Kayla was saying, like there are free resources out there. You don't have to necessarily go and like buy something from each to figure it out. Like definitely check out her masterclass um, and I'll link it in the show notes as well. So people know where to find it. Um, But yeah, figuring out different things to try and being okay if one doesn't necessarily work because it's just like allowing you to see that you need a different direction to go and to allow the energy to like stir through your body to come out. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong answer to you can try something and it might work for a period of time. And then at some point you might hit a plateau and then you want to try something else and that's okay. Meditation is also a great tool that I love as well, but it can be a little bit tricky when you first start off to be able to just sit with your thoughts and you're like, oh my gosh, like, is this ever going to turn off? Like, all this, this white noise, all the conversations that just kind of rumble through your head, all your to do lists and things. But if you can get past that, if you can allow your body to just melt into the space and relax, you'd be really surprised at how much better you'll feel, how much more calm you'll feel. And maybe that's enough to give you that clarity of understanding like what you want to do next and what's the next move to make. How, how is um, something going to serve you better for your next, next step? Yeah. I know when I started meditating, I thought it was the worst thing ever because of all the thoughts. I was just like, I don't understand how anyone gets anywhere. Like I can't make it two minutes. Like I have to go work on that to-do list. Um, And over time I learned, because I feel like when you start meditation, at least for me, they're always like, take the thoughts and put them in a cloud and like, let them float away or a bubble. And I'm like, my thought is not leaving. Like it is here. She's in I. Yeah, it's just like stuck. Um, And I learned to just like listen to the thought and allow myself to think it. And by the time I finished listening to it, it like floated away. Like I, and it took a while. Like 
I think I probably for like three months just meditated, listening to all the thoughts in my head. And now I'm able to like drop in and let them like float away. But it took time. And there are times like I came back from Aruba and I sat down to meditate and my mind was like everywhere. And I was just like, well, if it's everywhere when I'm focusing on it, like that's probably when like my subconscious is just like going crazy when I'm like, I'm definitely overstimulated somewhere. Like I need to work through these thoughts to get it like to calm down. Um, And yeah, so I think finding your own way to release it and just taking note. And like you were saying, Kayla, how it might work for a little bit and then you might need to step away. That's definitely me with meditation um, or at least the types of meditation. Like if I'm doing a guided one versus a silent one, like I definitely enjoy silent meditations, but I have to do them in like spurts or else it's like way too much for me at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so have yeah. you ever tried, um, have you ever tried putting frequency music on while you meditate? Yes. I love doing that. I don't, I, so I don't know too much about the different ones. I just look up the type of frequency I'm going for, if that makes sense. Um, I don't necessarily know like the backgrounds and the hurts and all that. Um, but I do, I love working with my chakras and like clearing out chakra centers. So sometimes if I feel like I have a block somewhere, I'll kind of do some journaling to really feel into my body where it is. And then I'll get the frequency of that chakra and play it while doing like just a silent meditation. That's a great idea. I love that you do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm big with frequency music. I mean, everything is a frequency, everything from our phones, our microwaves, our laptops, the uh, stuff we listen to, even like the food that we eat vibrates at a frequency. That's why sometimes when like you eat clean, you're like, oh my gosh, I just feel better. My stomach doesn't hurt. What is this? Versus like having in and out where it's a different frequency of what it is. Um, but I actually, I have a, a playlist on Spotify that I love because when I meditate, I don't actually really do guided meditations unless I'm using a superhuman app. And that's more for like walking meditations and stuff with like prompts and guides. But I've gotten to the point to where I can meditate for three full hours the places I go, Jen, like we could have a whole conversation off the mic, <laughs> the stuff I've seen or the stuff that comes through is just really cool. But there's a few different hurts that like will just send you like through like the clouds and it's pretty cool. I mean, three hours is a long time. We don't, I won't like make you do it for that long, but it's so cool to, um, to be able to, it's like resetting and recharging because you get up and you feel so good you have so many ideas coming to you and you're more, it'll be a, it'll be a day where you're more productive in that day than like you will be in like four days. It's, it's really cool. So. Have you ever done a sound bath? I haven't. No, there are some different events in Phoenix and I'm like, that looks good. I want to go to that, but I haven't pulled the, the trigger on that just yet, but they look really cool. Oh, you definitely should. So those are the ones when I'm able to sit for like two or three hours like when you're there and it's just everything happening and the places I go on those ones are like crazy. Um, but I never thought of like trying to almost like recreate it at home with like a frequency music to go that long. Like I'm always like, Oh, I'll do it for like 20 minutes. Um, but now I'm like interested. Maybe this weekend I'll try a long one. Yeah. The way I do it is I'll get on the couch actually. And I'll put my legs up like a legs wall, like a 
like sup wall meditation and uh, I'll put a like pillow under my neck and then one under like my lower back and having that angle at least for me you feel like you're floating in a way but you also feel supported and it's also good for your lymphatic system too you know the extra drainage but it puts people to sleep and uh, it's really interesting I've had some friends do it and they're like what kind of what witchcraft is I'm like it's not it's just science meets like energetics you're okay (laughs) yeah I love doing and I like guide my friends through it sometimes more of like a yin yoga sequence or like restorative yoga of just really doing like a chakra cleanse like going through each one and doing different poses for a very extended amount of time to Mm -hmm. allow like stuff to come out um yeah I love that do you use the mudras too no. Okay. I don't. Those are I cool. have looked into it. Um, so I do a lot with like visualization within the chakras and then the different poses for those specific chakras. Um, and then the music that we have going with it is like cleansing out that one. Um, and then my friend who helps me do it, she does Reiki. So she kind of goes around and does that at the cool. same time. I love Reiki. It's, it's really cool. Every Sunday, I'm like, it's on my list. I got to give it to myself. That's amazing. I need to do that. I do it probably like once a month, but I keep telling myself I'm going to do it more. Um, but right now, the person who always does my Reiki is having a baby. So now it's going to be a little bit of time, <laughs> but it'll be worth it when she comes back. Absolutely. It's going to make you feel so good. No, it is. Um, so is there anything else you want to share? Hmm, I don't think so. Do you have any other good questions to ask me? You asked so many good ones. Um, what about like if someone is looking into like taking charge of their life in 2024? Obviously, they should start with your life audit. <laughs> That is coming up that masterclass. Um, but from there, say they do that, where do you think they should, I guess it's very personal, like personalized per person where they should go. But say they do the life audit and they have an idea of where they want to go, but they feel like they have a limiting belief holding them back and it feels almost impossible to kind of shift their mindset. What would you recommend they like say they decided to work with you, where would you take them to kind of come over that mindset leap? Yeah, it would depend on if it's one specific event, like if it's singular of something that's happened, something that's been said to them, something they remember or have experienced versus a blank, I call them blanket thoughts where you might think I'm just not worthy or I'm not good enough or I'm not confident. And it's, it's a blanket because it will, it will cast a shadow over every category of your life. And so if you don't feel confident in your career or your job, you're probably not going to feel confident in the bedroom, right? With your partner, you might not feel confident with your friends. And it, it really does just kind of shadow like a giant cloud over all those things. And so that's what I call a blanket thought. So it would depend on if it's specific or not of what I would recommend. Um, But for clients, depending on which one it is, 
we get to the root of what it is. Even those blanket thoughts actually have an origin. They have a point in time of what they were and when they were created. And we go through with a little Tide pen or a whiteout marker and we erase that. And it's not that it did never happened. It's that it does not define or control you anymore. The energy that's there, whether you're physically feeling it or mentally feeling it or both, it dissolves completely. And it's it's such a weird feeling when you've had something for so long that has just kind of made you feel like that's who you are. That that's just how your personality is. This is just how you respond to things. This is just how you've always been. And so that just must be how you are. But it's not actually the case. Like you can change so much of how you feel and what your life is when you dissolve those. And so I work with clients one-on-one just for like personalized sessions um, and different programs and stuff, depending on what they're looking to do. I always say that a few sessions is better than just one because there's always more things that come up. What you think is the origin never is the origin. And I don't mean that to be like, I'm always right. Like, haha. like, no, I love you. I'm just, I want you to actually see like the root of what it is. And I haven't had anyone that has been like, this is what's going on. And that's actually like the only thing that's there. There's like 10 layers below of what people assume. And that's, and that's normal. That's okay. That's my job, not yours. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Every time I think I know what it is and then I do the work, I'm like, whoa, I was way off. Like there's so many other layers that just like start to open up and you're just like, and sometimes it is related, but the majority of the time it is not, I would say like a hundred percent of the time it is not what I thought it was. Absolutely. Yeah. It was last week where I do tapping every day for myself besides like the calls and things that I do and the programs that I have for clients because I love it so much and I believe in it and it helps me show up in a hundred percent capacity of, of Kayla. But I was clearing out a belief and I realized that it came back from like when I was four years old of something my mom had told me. And when I cleared that, I had this giant thing manifest like within five minutes. And I looked at the clock and it was 11-11. And this thing has been on my board all year and it's November, right? So it's been 11 months of this year. And how many, you know, 25 minus four, how many years ago has that been of me packing this around? And I had zero idea, like zero idea at all. And so that just shows you like the capacity and the capabilities and the expansion that can happen when you let go of what you're clinging on to, even if you don't see it or realize it, stuff is always there. Yeah. Um, that makes me think of, so my nephew, he just turned six in September. And in the past two years, uh, he's had it's now five people that he has lost. And I just see it like slowly, like draining him and he's just like he now refuses to cry like everything whereas like the first one he did um and I'm seeing him tomorrow his aunt had just passed um 11 11 um completely unexpectedly and so I'm just like already know he's gonna be like a thing when I get there and um I don't really know what my question was on that. I did have a question. I feel like I just like fully lost it. But say you are around someone that you know is like having trouble expressing the emotion. Um, Where would you recommend like working with them? If that makes sense. So like, I guess I could just use him for an example. For instance, he 
is going like based on how my brother is describing it, he's going to be acting like nothing has happened. Um, which is like, okay, like if that is his response, but where do you, would you have any recommendations on how to help him process, basically get the emotion out? Cause right now he is just like holding it all in. Absolutely. And I'm so sorry to hear about all that that's going on. That, um, that sounds really horrible. Um, for context, how old is he? He just turned six in September. Okay. And, uh, and he's had a few people that have Passed. Yeah. So when he was four, my uncle passed. And then six months later, my dad passed. So his grandfather, who he, that's the one that really like shut him down because uh, he lived with them for a little bit um, during COVID. My brother and his wife moved in just so they had a backyard and all that. And then a few, this past March, my aunt unexpectedly passed and he was really close to her. And then he just like, you could just if if you look at each one, you see his emotion slowly just like being pushed down. Um, and then his grandmother passed, and now his aunt just passed, who was forty three, like the other day, just completely unexpectedly. Um, and just talking to my brother, hearing the difference of the reactions. By the time this one came, he just walked away and just like acted like nothing happened, which like I like. Everyone has their own like grieving process and he is young. Um, I just think about how we talk about the traumas and how they form and what can happen when you're younger. And I'm like, ooh, this is going to like be like stuck somewhere within him. And I don't know if it's best to just let it not necessarily linger, but to try to help work through it now. So it's not just lingering for 20 years within his body. Absolutely. Because it will define a lot of how he feels, how he thinks about himself, how he responds to things. Uh, And we don't want him to be one of those guys that has like no emotional support for his partner because those are not fun. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I need to help you. Yeah. So the first thing I would do is like, I'm sure you already do this, Jen, but to set an example that it's okay to feel your feelings. So if he sees people in his life with other adults crying or they're upset or there's a healthy way to release that. Even if it's punching your pillow when you're upset, as long as you're not going to hurt anything else or yourself, you know, you don't injure your wrist or something. And then that's okay to find a healthy outlet is important. Um, Cause everything, it's not that it will linger. It's that it will get stored and it's, it's never going to go away and it'll just keep causing more problems as it's there. Uh, and then eventually it'll manifest into physical problems too. And that's how people can get diseases and stuff um, and cancers and things, which is really interesting to think about. So showing him that it's okay to feel his emotions, good, bad, or otherwise, and that it's not his fault. A lot of children take on the persona that, you know, because they're in the middle of everything, they're the, they're the smallest person in the room, everything, you know, all eyes on them, like they're, they're the highlight and they are like, oh, I have like this, kids take on this sort of responsibility. And that's why when, you know, people will divorce, a kid thinks it's their fault. And it's like, no, it's not your fault at all. You, you had very little to do with that. Um, and you're not to blame, but they will take on that, uh, that role and sort of let him know that it's not his fault. He's not being punished. It's not, he's not to blame for anything. Um, and, and things happen and life experiences happen. And a lot of the stuff that 
we've contracted previously before we get reincarnated here, when it happens, we're like, what is going on? How is this happening to me? Why did I pick this? Why is this going on? And it can feel very like it can take you out of that um, that mindset of thinking about why instead of just being able to process and heal it because we're not going to always know why and we're not going to always be able to, to change what's happened and a lot of times we can't and but when people think that they can or they think that like they've done something wrong to deserve that that will keep them stuck for a long time you know because it's such a strong belief especially when they're six um and moving his body would be good like physical exercise I don't mean to go like run him like a like a track runner like for a marathon on a treadmill but um having him move his body is good um I don't know if he'd be down to do some yoga with you but that would be cool I would love that if it was on like an IG live everyone grab your nieces and your nephews grab your dogs we're gonna do like a community yoga like that would be fun but uh, just having him loosen up a little bit and also, too, you can look at the different somatic responses of what he is doing besides acting like it's normal. There will be other things that he probably notices, like some pain or some discomfort. And each part of the body holds a different spot for a different emotion. So like your your neck is mainly for safety, right? So if someone has a really tight neck or they're having a lot of neck pain, it shows you what they're feeling and what's going on. Um, and so if he can just even pinpoint what, what aches or what hurts, if there anything, if there is anything that does, that'll help you determine what emotion he's actually feeling, even if he can't put words to it, which is cool. And then from there, you can just kind of uh, think of what you want to do with that. Yeah, no, that is all so great. His mom is really good at helping like show emotions. Like she'll, it was her sister. Um, so she was very good with like crying and like being like this is how we feel um and when he used to live with us he would always do yoga with me so maybe I'll pull out the yoga mat tomorrow when I go um but I like the idea of looking at the other like pains he has and like seeing where it is in the body I feel like that would probably be how I help with him because they they do have him in several activities but it's interesting because Literally this past weekend before her sister passed, they were over and she was asking me for help with his behaviors because he's been having a lot of outbursts recently. Um, So we were just working through that since that was my background of like behavior and figuring out like the root cause. So we were working on that and then this happened and apparently he has just like flipped to like a completely different person. So I'm going to see him for the first time tomorrow. Um, so it will be interesting. Oh, I'm so excited. I love that you've had so much experience with like working with children and all of that, like doing God's work over there. It's so cool. Yeah, I know. I sometimes miss the kids, but then I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I loved working with the kids. It was more so the adults that come with the kids, um, who don't necessarily, who have their own things they're dealing with and they aren't necessarily on the same journey of the techniques we are offering their children. Um, I feel like that's where my disconnect really started to go. But yeah. Well, where can people find you if they are interested in the masterclass or want to work with you or just even follow you on Instagram because you post quite a bit. That is really great. Thank you. Yes, I love Instagram. That is the uh, platform that I post the most on. And so it's just energetically her. 
And then there's also a page separately for my podcast too. So energetically her podcast, but those are where you can find me. I post daily, multiple times a day, sometimes depending on what's going on. And uh, yeah, I love the community we're building and it's, it's really cool. There's some really fun stuff coming up. Yeah. I'm excited for this class. I'm definitely going to be signing up. I will be there. (laughs) Yay. I'm excited. Um, so yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it to Instagram, tag both of us. I will leave Kayla's info all in the show notes. Um, so you can just click on it to get over to Instagram or you can go to what she just told you. Um, and yeah, um, thank you so much, Kayla, for coming on and for everything you shared. I'm going to go look more into all my astrology signs and my human design And yeah, I'm excited for all of this. Yeah, me too. Thank you for having me. And let me know what your human design and astrology stuff says, because I'm so curious. Yeah, no, I definitely will. I definitely think I'm manifesting generator. I have it all written down in like my notes app when I like really dove into it. And then I got so overwhelmed. I was like, I will come back to this one day. I will feel like called to come back and go into it. And right now that's how I'm feeling. So that's what I'm going to do after this. I'm going to take a little break from work and then do a little bit of that and go back into some things I have to get done. But yeah. Love it. So cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening. It was so happy to, and I'm just so happy to be here. So Yeah. Thank you and have a great rest of your week and I will see you next time. That's a wrap for today's episode of Embracing Your Energy. I hope you found today's topic helpful and inspiring on your journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Remember, small steps lead to big changes. So keep practicing the techniques and exercises we've discussed. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes and to never miss a chance to expand your growth and potential. And if you feel like this podcast is resonating with you and you would like to support it, please rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find it. Also, I would be so grateful if you would share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you decide to share it on social media, please be sure to tag me at jenmurphy.co. The more headphones and hearts we reach, the more people we can help on their journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Embracing Your Energy. Remember, it's time to let go of those limiting beliefs, make those much-needed mindset shifts, and finally manifest abundance and success. Get ready to step into your power and finally start embracing your energy. All right, take care, my friend.